This is a Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, presented by Golden Tire, Tech One Designs, Westside Honda, TransCanada Motorsports, Roy Wharton Suspension Systems, and 204 Skate Shop. Motocross news from around the globe, but mostly between Emerson and Brandon. We're not experts over here, but we've got microphones. Check out BigMXRadio.com for more content. Welcome to the Big MX Show, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles, 204 Skate Shop, Tech One Designs, Westside Honda, Transcan Motorsports, RPM Graphics, Roy Borton Suspension Systems, and Golden Tire. I am your host, as usual, Brad Gebhardt, with me on the line, the 9-11 in your program, number one in your hearts, two-time Loretta Lynn champion, four-time Arena Cross champion, and Supercross Lights 250 Event winner, motocross, or main event winner, Tyler Bowers. How's it going, Tyler? Pretty good, man. How you guys doing? Not too bad. Uh, we're uh, up here in Canada, nice and cold, uh, a brisk 50 degrees Fahrenheit uh, out uh, today, but uh, hopefully some warmer temperatures so we can have it the last couple of weekends riding uh, before the snow comes. But uh, you've been doing some some riding down in Cali. Um, how's, how's it been going so far with the brand new team? You're the newest member of the uh, the pro circuit team uh, for full time in 2015. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a lot of work, really. Um, I'm now riding for the Monster Energy Pro Circuit Kawasaki team, and um, it's just been it's been a dream come true um, on one end, but at the, at the same time, it's been a lot of work coming into it. Um, yeah, the, the team just wants to test all the time, which is which is great. Um, you know, like I said, it's a dream come true for me. So I I, I go to the track, you know looking actually looking forward to something that a lot of riders are like oh man i gotta go test all day and you know i gotta be there till you know dark and it's it's hot and all this and that so um, you know i'm pretty excited about it because it's like i said a dream come true to me and it's a great opportunity for me to kind of showcase my skills and uh i get to work with with some of the best in the industry and, and guys that are clearly very wise and, and know how to win races and win championships so um you know it's been great out here being able to go to the track and and try to get some work done and uh been having a lot of fun weather's been like i said a little bit warm um upwards of 100 degrees most of the time <laughs> so uh it's not your 50 wow. degrees like you're getting back there but um you know it, <laughs> you gotta you gotta get it done for sure now um do you pride yourself on being a pretty good test rider right off the box or do you think that uh working with bones and the rest of the pc team are going to have you uh, upping your level in terms of what to give feedback on about to the bike um, you know, that like working with, with different people always helps, you know, um, any, anybody I've ever worked with actually is, you know, sees things differently and, and interprets, um, information that a writer can give them quite differently. So, um, you know, but working with, with Bones and the crew, I've worked with them a little bit before when I filled in, um, and, you know, we were able to get a pretty good setup there, uh, a race winning setup at that. And so, um, you know, I'm feel I feel pretty close to home working with these guys. Um, they're very good about not um, trying to get answers out of the rider. Um, all I basically have to do is go ride it and say, you know, what I liked about this or what I didn't like about that. Um, and then on the other end of it, things I would like to just make better. Like if, if I'm having trouble with my bike and somewhere on the track, I'm like, Hey, like if this thing was faster here, I could do that, you know, and they usually can come up with the brains to, um, you know, 
get it done within the next week or two. So um, it's just it's really cool to just be able to work with the program with all the resources they have and, and the intelligence they have. Um, and, um, you know, I feel like I can bring a lot to the table um, as far as testing goes because I do know a lot. Um, I guess you can say I'm kind of a veteran at this point now. I'm, I'm 23 years old, but uh, I've been racing professionally since I was 16. So um, it's like seven years there trying to, uh, you know, be uh, learn 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 my trade as you would say, and um, you know I know quite a bit about yeah. the bikes now and what 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 helps and hurts the bike um, and what I like. Um, but at the same time, you know I've never um, I've only had a couple you know rides with with legitimate teams that were actually testing all all week and and before the season um, during the reading cross series. It was a lot of the stuff I did um, for three of my four championships. I was my own practice mechanic and. And at that too, I was also running around getting my suspension done and, and doing a lot of the errands that um, were, was required of the team. So um, you know I, that helped too because I got to learn pretty hands-on pretty quickly. You know um, things about the bike and what to do because I was working on it all the time. Um, but at the same time, I didn't have the resources that that I do now to um, you know get better technology and better parts and so forth. For sure. Now, obviously, uh, it's an exciting time for you moving on to the uh, the Pro Circuit Kawasaki Monster Energy team. Um, how did this all come about? How did uh, you get approached? Obviously, I, I assume that uh, Mitch Payton probably either gave you a phone call uh, of some sort uh, or that you'd been talking about it for quite some time because you've been filling in uh, with their team uh, since 2012, doing some uh, East Coast rounds and uh, periodically also, of course, uh, Vegas in 2013 where you collected that win. Um like, how did this all come about? Uh, the discussions, um, what, like, was it you who you were actually wanting to uh, make the step from arena cross to uh, full blown a, a supercross effort, or uh, how did that? Like, uh, let us know um, how that all went. Um, it, it, it's kind of weird, actually. Um, it's not real weird. Um, it's pretty straightforward. Um, I had a I had a three year contract in arena cross. Um, going into next season would be my last year on the contract. Um, however after filling in with PC last year um, and filling in a little bit with like two, two more motorsports this year who works quite closely with PC and um, you know, the whole crew over there, I've had a pretty good relationship with Mitch Payton. Um, Even prior to that, um, you know, Mitch Payton has has always helped our team in Babbitt's and the arena cross series. And uh, so I've always been kind of like in there and um, I know a lot of the riders on the team. I know Dean Wilson quite well and Baggett. I've ridden with him quite often and a lot of the guys like that, you know, we test together at the, the Supercross tracks out here in Cali, and, um, you know, we ride together a lot. So um, I get to meet a lot of the guys on the team, and, and then getting the opportunity that I had last year, clearly, you know, it made our relationship quite a bit stronger. Um, and then coming into this year, after the Ring Cross Series this year, um, I actually got a couple calls from some teams that were interested in trying to get me out of my Ring Cross contract. Um, I think the talent pool coming into Supercross right now is getting kind of thin, and um, after showing basically what I could do in Supercross last year, um, I think I think people were a little bit more open to um, you know maybe giving me a shot or, or trying um, trying to get riders from other places besides you know the the normal uh, U.S. amateur ranks you know superstars. So um, you know and with with these teams you know approaching me with heavy wallets basically. Um, you know, I went to Mitch Payton as well and, and Kawasaki and Monster and told them that, you know, like I'd really like to stay loyal to them and they, they've been great to me, but, uh, and I have another year on my contract, but, 
you know, kind of money talks. And, and after being, you know, in arena cross for five years now, um, I've already kind of felt like I've overstayed my welcome. Um, I know, you know, majority of the fans are kind of tired of seeing me win there. Um, and a lot of the writers, yeah, yeah they're not very pumped on seeing me there either. Um, and, um, you know, and I've kind of butted heads with the, um, the promoters a little bit in arena cross. Sometimes we get along great. Sometimes it's like a headache. So, um, sometimes they put you on the back of the grid for your next yeah, photo and yeah. that doesn't yeah. yeah sometimes it just um sometimes it just feels like you get um punished for for trying your best basically you know like i, I work really hard to um win races um all season and they you know things change they make rule changes and um you know just little things that happen behind the scenes that are just not very um i don't feel very respectful um so i was just kind of fed up with it at that point but uh I talked to um, I talked to Mitch a little bit after and told him that I had offers from you know other Supercross teams and I told him that I would rather you know stay with him or stay I would rather be on his team and stay with Monster and, and Kawasaki and so forth mm-hmm. and so um, basically the big wigs got together and were able to come up with an offer um, and you know of course Mitch Payton's team is is the dream team so I was able to uh, you know talk to Team Babbitts quite a bit about it and they were very nice about um, you know making um, putting a release on my contract and, and making it so I could step into the, you know, the Supercross role there. Um, but I think all in all, it's going to be great for everyone. You know, I think uh, Team Babbitt's will get a lot of um, publicity out of it, you know, like, cause I, I couldn't have gotten here without that team, you know, like they've, they've helped me over the years quite a bit and um, you know, Pro Circuit and, and Monster and Kawasaki will all get plenty of coverage too, you know, because it's uh, I'm sure we're going to go, we're going to do some damage this year. And uh, at least I plan to, and then, um, you know, I think it's it's kind of a big deal to have, you know, the first basically road to Supercross graduate, you know, if you know what I mean. It's kind of, uh, as Arena Cross totally. put it, with the road to Supercross, now you've got a guy that's actually proved it might work. Definitely. You're, you're living proof of uh, the, the road to Supercross leading to or road to supercross being arena cross uh leading to success uh on the biggest stage uh is there any truth to the rumors that if you were to continue uh dominating arena cross they were going to have you race a kawasaki 65 <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know about that man they, they like to keep the rules the new rules and um pretty quiet until you know just a few weeks or even maybe a month before the season starts and i get surprised with some things well i'd like to see you out on a super mini that'd be pretty exciting <laughs> yeah. um Absolutely. Uh, so uh, obviously lots of changes uh, from gear to uh, pretty much the whole gamut in terms of your program. You'll you'll go from doing uh, a fast-paced series uh, at a lot of different events in a lot of cities that um, many people may not know exactly where they are to the biggest stage and now 21 events throughout an eight-month series. Uh, what has been your biggest adjustment uh, for you so far uh, moving into the season? Um not much really to be honest with you like really um i I was really looking forward to this i was i was really um i'm a kind of hard i'm kind of a hard worker type of guy and and to be with a team that really pushes and 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 requires that kind of work is just uh i don't just makes me feel really good you know what i mean like i get up in the mornings i know what i'm getting ready to do and i know you know somebody's going to be there with me all day to you know and we're gonna we're gonna make things better we're gonna get better and we're gonna win races so um, it, it's really just, it's a great program. We really mesh well with the whole team. Um, you know, the new gear, um, I, I wear Thor gear now. I switched from Moose to Thor. However, it was, um, they're both parts unlimited. So I'm, I'm quite uh, close with 
everybody from both sides and, and parts unlimited distributes all the gear. So, um, it's not like I was like jumping a huge jumping ship or, um, a totally different company that it's all in quite the same family. So basically all I did was graduate from the team Babbitt sponsored and James Oil Kawasaki team in arena cross to, you know, Mitch Payne's pro circuit Kawasaki with, um, you know, the other end of sponsors of the same family, you know, we, they share a lot of the same sponsors and, and, like I said, with Moose and Thor, it, they're the same family, and it's just kind of a, it's just kind of an upgrade, so to speak. Um, but like this year too, I'm working with a new trainer. I'm now working with Gareth Swanepoel, and um, you know it's just been great with him. It's just been like uh, it's been like two months now. I've worked with Gareth, and uh, this is my second month, and um, you know already I've lost about 15 pounds. So that's one of the the main things for this next season. We're going to cut quite a bit of weight. But at the same time, try to stay, you know, nice and strong. So um, I believe last season I was around 201 to 205 during the reading curl season. And then during um, mm-hmm. 2013 when I won Las Vegas for PC and Supercross, I was actually about 198, 199. So um, I'm now down to 192. So it's it's really the leanest I've been, and I feel great on the bike. I don't feel overtrained at all. My nutrition feels great. So um, I'm just really happy to have um, – you know, a new trainer kind of supplementing um, my hard work ethic. And it's just, I think this year we're going to have a lot of, uh, um, a lot of success with the new package we've kind of put together. Excellent. So what are the changes that to your program that uh, you've made with Garrett to uh, drop that weight? Obviously uh, the two of us have almost the exact same body composition and uh, riding the, lo- the little bike is a bit of a stretch at times. And uh, there's been a lot of uh, speculation as whether or not you'll be able to be effective uh, on the smaller machine. Yeah. Um, you know, clearly I think even at my leanness, I'm going to be quite a bit overweight, but you know, working with Garrett, we've, just been, uh, we've, do- we've done a lot of cycling, of course, um, you know, I did a lot of cycling before, but we're just quite a bit smarter about things now. Um, you know, we know where I burn more fat and where I burn more carbs and so forth like that. He just writes a, a full program for me all week. Um, I know about it all on Sunday, so I know I know what I'm doing for the full week, you know, ahead of time. I can plan around it. Um, and my training hours have pretty much doubled, um, you know, like a, a hard week for me before total training hours was like, you know, like six to eight hours during the week was my active time, you know, on the bike and and, in the gym and so forth like that. Total hours was like six to eight hours. Um, And then now a light week for me is usually like 12 or 13. Um, So I've doubled my training hours. However, um, coming along with that, you would think that you would get sore and and kind of wore out and tired. But, um, you know, with Gareth, he's he's written the... Find a new groove. Yeah, well, with with Gareth, he's really... um, wrote wrote the program quite well where um you know like my my hours have doubled and my training has doubled but i'm i feel better you know what i mean i'm not as sore on the bike mm-hmm. um you know i feel good every time i get on a dirt bike and it's um so when i get on the dirt bike the most important part of my training um i feel good and we can be really effective and get things done on the bike now, obviously, being a, a rider that's overweight, there's been a lot of um, talk about being too big for the bike. There's a lot of negatives to that. But in what way does that uh, not hinder you? What if you use that as an advantage to yourself uh, on the bigger bike? Obviously, in arena cross, you're able to lean on guys a little bit more uh, if you've got a couple extra uh, pounds on you. But uh, being six foot three, there's only so light that you can really get uh, to still be athletic. Um, 
what uh, like how do you use your your size advantage, whether it be height or uh, your um, your muscular frame, to uh, use as an advantage uh, once you uh, enter the two fifty ranks? Um, you know, like I'm I'm a heavier guy and a taller guy, you know, but at the same time I've got quite a bit of power behind me. It's not like I'm just a fluffy. Yeah. I'm not a fluffy two hundred pounds by any means. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, I work hard sure. and and it it shows on the bike. You know, if you ever watch. Uh, Basically, anybody else, myself, go through a set of whoops together, I usually come out ahead. So <laughs> that's definitely an advantage of being a little bit bigger. Um, things like outdoors, too, when it gets really rough. Man, I, I love rough tracks. I love, like, really choppy, torn up downhills. Glen Helen at the end of the day is, like, my favorite going down, you know, the downhills at Glen Helen, just beating the crap out of myself. Um, you know, uphill, yeah. not so great, but like I said, <laughs> I can make up for it downhills. And, um, basically, on, on those bikes, you know, the, the PC bikes are so good. Um, the motor's so fast and it's so easy, um, easy handling that uh, I carry a lot of momentum too. And as long as, long as I keep the bike moving, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good at keeping it going through the corners and and, and not losing so much out of the corners. So, um, you know, like just like I have my downfalls of being big, you know, the, a lighter guy would have his downfalls of being small. So, um, you know, I kind of I just try to capitalize on what I can do good make sure I do it really good. And then, um, you know, the things I'm not so good at, I make sure I do them almost as good as the, you know, the lighter guys. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not too difficult. Um, Supercross is a little, it's actually, I think it's a little bit of an advantage for me. Um, but outdoors, you know, we, we will run into some, some problems every now and then when they turn over the track really deep or, uh, you know, going up some of the hills. For sure, you know I, I can only imagine you scr- grinning ear to ear uh, late on the f- uh, first national at Glen Helen uh, when uh, uh, a hundred and thirty pound Adam Cincerello is getting chucked around in, in uh, huge wash bumps uh, while you just uh, blitz over top. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. great. That's pretty much how it's going to go, I think. For for sure, he'll be asking you for tips. Um, any chance that we see you on a four fifty for the Monster Energy Cup at all? Um, no, I'm actually out for Monster Cup. Um, you know, like a okay. monster cup was, uh, you know, something I did last few years and it's, it's quite a big deal for a lot of people, um, to go there and showcase, you know, their new riders for the season and, and have a little bit of fun at it. Um, however, you know, pro circuit's a 250 team. Um, they've had 450 guys go before and they, they're actually helping two riders this year. They're going to help Jake Weimer and Josh Hill go, um, with a little bit of support on the 450. However, you know, with us and my training programs working quite early this year, um, we thought it was actually best for me to just kind of um, skip Monster Cup and, and not really prepare for it um, because you kind of waste a little bit of time if you prepare for it. You can, uh, you know, right. you can kind of focus your training on Monster Cup and being fully ready at Monster Cup so you go have a good showing there and, um, you know, maybe get that good showing and then a couple months down the road, you know, you get right before Supercross and you're just basically really over seeing a dirt bike on a Supercross track. Um, and that's one thing you don't want, you know, you don't want to get burned out before the season. So, um, the plus side of it where you have the confidence boost of doing well at monster cup and having fun there. Um, the downside is you are usually either wore out, hurt, tired, or just over it by the time the supercross season comes. Um, on the other hand, you know, you kind of go to monster cup, um, not really focusing on monster cup, knowing the big picture is supercross and the supercross championship and, um, you know, kind of not not really prepare yourself a hundred percent and just go to go there expecting to have fun and maybe throw it in the top 10. Um, however, if you go there and you just throw it in the top 10 or do, do worse than what you imagine, 
you should or what you know you should, um, even though you are now, you know, right on schedule with your training and so forth, you're ready for Supercross, you now have that confidence um, crush from, uh, you know, going and getting your butt handed to you basically at Monster Cup. And, uh, you know, those are things I just really didn't want to deal with. I just wanted to make sure, you know, we get a lot of the testing knocked out um, now and I'm not, I don't want to uh, worry about getting ready for a race that really um, doesn't, doesn't matter in the big scheme of things. You know, that for us, it's we're going to win a championship in Supercross this year, and, and uh, that's what we're just fully prepared to do. Absolutely. Good to hear that you're, uh, you're focused and ready to uh, um, just put all you have into uh, 250 Supercross. Obviously, uh, on the back burner is the, the, the motocross outdoor series that you'll be competing in as well for the first time. Do you remember the last time you lined up uh, outdoors? Yeah, um, I raced outdoors. Steel City. Oh, oh, yeah, I think 09 was the last time I raced outdoors. I did a full season, um, 450 outdoors for Moto Concepts. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, and, uh, yeah like a fairly up and down season for you, but some good good results. Uh, eighth at Red Bud and thirteenth uh, uh, at Southwick. Great, actually, pretty pretty decent ride considering uh, it was one of your first seasons as a pro. I think it was your second se- full season. Yeah, I think I think uh, and obviously Southwick, you've been a lot more Southwick was since. going pretty good for me. If you want to reflect on that, I think I actually got a fifth one moto, and then the second moto we ran out of gas. Um, <laughs> Uh, I remember somebody telling the twenty two and a sixth. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Yes, he was on a. Uh, that's uh, out of uh, Danville, Kentucky's own. Yeah, getting a, a sixth place. That's that's and actually, you know what? The funny thing is, you and Tedesco were five six in the set or six five in the second oh, yeah. moto. Yeah, we were we both DNF the first. Yeah, exactly. We were battling pretty hard the second moto, and uh, yeah, and like the the first moto, I remember, man, we ran out of gas, and it was like two or three of us on our team ran out. It was something that really pissed us off because uh, somebody had told the team that uh, on a deep sand track, the bikes w- would barely go like 33 or 34 minutes. Now at Southwick, the longer lap times, you do 30 plus two on a deep sand track. So right around, you know, like 35 mark, we just all ran out of gas. <laughs> so, and actually, there you go. actually wow. second moto, when That's... I had a good moto, I remember going over the finish line and running out as soon as I landed the finish line jump. <laughs> Yeah, actually, was that not the same year that uh, Brett Metcalf uh, ran out of gas? Possibly. Or was that a different year? I think, I think I think that was a different year. I mean, that year was super muddy, and there was a lot going on. I can't remember everything. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, uh, hopefully, uh, better luck. Obviously, you don't have to tackle Southwick again, but uh, um, kind of a bummer. A, a great finish, a sixth a sixth place uh, in a moto. Uh, outdoors in the 450s, uh, that obviously the year that uh, Chad Reed was successful with the championship. There's a lot of heavy hitters out there, and uh, putting in some time and putting in some great results uh, is uh, can give you some confidence as you uh, come back to that. Uh, like basically, I don't know, you can't really give out a number, but uh, do you have any goals in terms of what you'd like to achieve on uh, the outdoors? Uh, yeah, you know, we're we're going to just try to be there every weekend and, and put it in the top ten, you know, and, and try to be up in the top five. If we can be up in the top five. Um, you know, most weekends, I believe that's going to put you in the running for the championship quite easy. Um, so, you know, like for us, we're, for myself and the whole team, you know, we don't go anywhere to, you know, shoot for the top 10 or so. I know the pro circuit team shoots to win every time. So, um, I'm on board with that program and, and, uh, you know, it might be rough or anything like that, you know, but it might just go great and easy for us all year. Um, you know, you get a guy like, uh, Jeremy Martin, you know, probably didn't know if his year was going to go so great for him after Supercross. And then 
Um, no it looked, yeah, it looked like it was almost uh, easy for him all summer and outdoors. So um, we're just going to go put in the work and, uh, you know, tackle it one race at a time. You run the 911. Uh, it's uh, an odd number to see out there. Obviously, a three digit, the uh, one of the highest numbers to win a 250 Supercross ever. Um, and uh, that's, um, tell us a little bit about you running that number. Obviously, you've had it since uh, basically your entire amateur career as well as uh, as a pro. Yeah, I've had the, the 911 as, as, you know, my entire amateur career. It was just something that I had as a, a little kid, man. It was like, you know, just corny and cheesy as you can imagine, you know, it was like, um, nine one one was my, my thing. And, uh, you know, but then you grow up a little bit and it's not kind of like the emergency or whatever, like cool number anymore. It's kind of like, ah, oh, we'll make fun of you, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, it was just a number that I always had and it was always easily recognizable. And, um, you know, when I started doing good as an amateur and so forth like that, everybody could, you know, really, um, remember, you know, who was there because it, it kind of stood out and, um, you know, it just it was my number as an amateur man, and uh, you know I moved it moved into the pro ranks, and it, it went with me. Um, wasn't able to run it my rookie year because um, another rider actually had it, um, so I had to run a three nine one, and then uh, was able to pick it up the next year on Moto Concepts, um, and and actually kind of lost it for a while because like going to Arena Cross, um, I had to run mm-hmm. I ran it for a year, and then uh, earned the number three. And then I earned number one after that for the last four years. So, uh, you know, it's kind of just, it's been kind of gone for a little bit, but I'm happy to get it back. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm proud to have it. And now it's, uh, it's won a world title with, uh, Jordan Pixier. So, um, hopefully we can bring that success back, uh, here in the States and, and, uh, maybe win some supercross race with it. No doubt. Apps like, uh, obviously we wish you the best of luck with that. Um, do you know what coast you'll be on? No, I have no clue yet. I know, uh, Mitch likes to keep his guys just, uh, kind of guessing. Um, you know, he has us all chomping at the bit and, uh, he wants us all to be ready. Um, you know, come West coast just in case anything happens. Um, cause it's kind of a horrible thing. If, um, God forbid any, any of the riders get hurt that we're planning on doing West coast and, um, can't do it. And then when you're East coast, one of your guys that we're planning on running East coast, um, then have to go race West Coast somewhat unprepared, if you know what I mean. So um, we just kind of all get ready for West Coast and, um, you know, just plan on being on the line at A1. And then it's um, from then it's basically who's healthy and who's the most ready at that point. So we're just, um, we'll just see how it goes. We're all just getting prepared right now. We've been riding together and having a good time. So uh, obviously you're, 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 getting geared up you've you've have your sights set on if you had to choose um would you rather go east or stay or or race the west series because um i'm an east coast guy man i love east coast races um i've done um east coast lights my rookie year and um you know did east coast when i filled in for pro circuit 2013 um did some east coast stuff the year before on my own and um you know, I've just always loved the, I'm from the East Coast one. I've always loved the dirt better on the East Coast. Um, after running a full year, um, super 450 Supercross in 09, you know, I know what the West Coast is like and I know what the East Coast is like. Um, and I always felt like that the East Coast tracks were a little bit more technical. I feel like, um, you know, the, the organization kind of didn't make the, the gnarliest tracks right off the bat for, you know, like A1 and San Diego and so forth like that. Um, they didn't want their guys. You know, you don't want your riders being hurt, you know, in the first three or so races. So 
by uh, you know by the time the series is ready to head to the East Coast, they start making the tracks a little bit more technical, technical and so forth. Uh, bigger whoops, which is one of my strong points, um, and everything like that on the East Coast. Also, they, there's more ruts and so forth on the East Coast. That's something I grew up racing in, so I feel a little bit more comfortable on on that type of terrain. So um, I, I would really be excited to be on the East Coast. Um, however, uh, I'm, I'm out here riding in California right now, so I'm quite used to the uh, the West Coast dirt um, as it is, and you know all the testing we've gotten done is, is basically on the West Coast dirt. So um, I'm just I'm just ready to be on the starting line, whether it's West or East. I'm just ready to go. Sick. So Mitch Payton has been known to keep his guys out in California doing a lot of testing, like you said. Uh, you've been putting in uh, laps with Savachi and Cincerello already. He's uh, Adam's back on the bike and looks uh, as good as ever. Um, what is your like? What do you think the plan is mostly for um, for your your preparations going into the season? Will you be stuck in California, uh, where it might not be your favorite place to be, but that's where you got to put in the work, or will you be able to head back to your home track? in uh in kentucky um no we'll definitely be out here in california it's um you know kentucky gets quite a bit cold in the winter um it'll stay good for a little while here but when december rolls around then you, you don't want to be there trying to train so um i'll be here in california and, and taking advantage of you know all the testing the team wants to get done um and the, the nicer weather of course um you know it's just it's it's the place you got to be as much as i don't i don't really love living in southern california um, you know, I, I like a little bit more land and, and being from the East Coast, having more trees and so forth like that. Um, you know, that's that's more my style. But, um, you know, I'm a motocross racer, so I, I'm here to put in the work to get, you know, get things done. And, uh, give myself the best opportunity at winning um, races and winning a Supercross title. So um, I'll definitely be out here in California and, and all the testing mentioned those guys need done. And I'm, I'm more than willing to put in the effort and uh, try to come up with a good product on the bike and um, go into the season really happy and really comfortable. Excellent. So actually, I, I totally skipped over one of the points I wanted to talk about. You recently came back from Costa Rica, a race that uh, Nick Way attended as well as yourself, uh, getting a little bit of outdoor experience before your head goes straight into uh, Supercross prep. Uh, how was your trip down to uh, Costa Rica? What spawned the trip? I think that's something you've done a couple of times now. And uh, uh, will you um, do you look forward to doing that race again? Um, yeah, I actually raced Costa Rica. Um, they have an, uh, an outdoor series down there. I raced it last year, and um, I won the, the actual. I won the the title there in the 450 class last year. And um, there was it was a nine race series, and um, it was just kind of something to do during the summer for me. Um, you know, I had a, a friend that was helping out the team down there and, and called me up and wanted to know if I wanted to come down. And, um, I came down and loved it, man. It was a, it was a great series, a great team that Passion MX Kawasaki in Costa Rica is just, uh, you know, they treat you like gods down there, man. It's just, uh, it's a very good time. So, um, it's a nice, nice way to, you know, keep your skills sharp without wearing yourself out. You know, we went down there and raced like once a month all summer. Um, and, and it was kind of easy racing. Um, not easy racing. The competition is definitely tough, but, um, you know, it's like 20 minute motos, you know, rather than, you know, two thirty fives on Sunday and it, it, it's kind of a laid back weekend. So, um, it's just a good way to go have fun and keep riding a dirt bike. And, um, going down this summer, I've been racing all year. Um, I broke my shoulder blade, however, in June and, um, had a couple races where I was basically racing through the pain. You know, I didn't, I didn't have time for the shoulder blade to heal. I think, I broke it and then had three weeks until the first race. And then the next race was like six weeks. And 
it wasn't quite healed till eight weeks. So, uh, you know, I was just kind of riding through the injury. So I'm currently sitting third in the points right now. And, um, um, Colton Nichols, who's on my arena cross team, um, you know, a young amateur coming up from here in the U S is he's actually winning it down there and he's riding really well. And, um, you know, we're down there having a lot of fun and, and Nick way has been coming down the last few races. So it's just been, uh, it's been great just to go down there and race with those guys and, and have a blast. Excellent. So obviously uh, a lot of changes happening for you in 2015. Who from the, uh, uh, the not only the Babbitts team, but the entire uh, Arena Cross series are you going to miss the most uh, in terms of interaction throughout the, from week to week, as well as some of the riders that uh, you've done battle with for a number of years now? <laughs> um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know if I can answer that one. Um, honest, I'm not sure if I'll miss anyone. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I know um, Zach Ames, my teammate, uh, he's been my roommate actually the last couple of years as well. Um, he'll be living with me in, here in Southern California again this year. He's actually on his way out right now um, this week. And um, I believe Colt Nichols is going to come out to California as well. Um, both of them were my teammates on the team, Babbitt, Monster James, old Kawasaki team. And um, I really look forward to having them out here in California. And they're I'm not going to really be able to miss them because they're going to be here, if you know, you know what I mean. So um, I know Cole is okay. looking to put something together for Supercross, possibly. And then um, Ames is going back to Arena Cross, and uh, um, I look to really help him see, um, see if he can win the title, you know. Um, nobody would rather see win it than, uh, you know, my buddy and my teammates. So, um, you know, I think I think the two guys I would miss the most, uh, I'm not going to have to miss because they're going to be here. Fair enough. No, uh, you can't escape those guys, no matter how much you uh, you try. Um, as far as arena cross testing goes, or, or preparation for it, do you ride on arena cross specific tracks, or do you do you ride supercross tracks? Like, how does that really work? I know it's a little bit tighter confines for arena cross, but still bowl turns for the most part. Um, how does the preparation change uh, in terms of the tracks that you're um, riding? Or does, or does no, it, it doesn't really. You know, I rode Supercross, you know, every year that I've, you know, raced Arena Cross. I rode, I rode Supercross tracks during right. the week because they're, they're similar. And um, Arena Cross, um, you know, I grew up racing Arena Cross every winter, and I've kind of got that down. You know, they don't get too complicated as far as, like, uh, you know, they don't get very technical, and, um, you know, they don't get much tighter than uh, they already are. So, uh, you know, like if you just get the obstacles down by riding Supercross, make sure your timing is good and everything like that. When you get to the Arena Cross, usually you're pretty on point. Um, the, uh, the, the preparation is quite similar. Um, uh, the only thing different really, I did a lot, I did a lot of sprints to get ready for arena cross. You know, our, our tracks are only 20 seconds on average, um, lap time. And then, uh, our main events are about four minutes long. So, um, you know, I did a lot of sprint laps and stuff just to make sure the intensity is up all the time. And then you go to the races, and have some fun. Absolutely. So, uh, as far as, um, I lost my train of thought there. Uh, I've got some questions for you. Uh, it's, it's a rapid fire, uh, succession of, um, probably kind of, it's a pick your poison questions. You one or the other, you have to choose, uh, one or the other and, uh, no waffling. Uh, so, um, or it's a segment that, uh, we like to call rap, uh, the pick your poison. Are you ready for something like that? All right, let's do it. Right on. Uh, and these questions are brought to you by 204 Skate Shop. So, two-stroke or four-stroke? Four-stroke. Blondes or brunettes? Blondes. Uh, outdoors or supercross? Ooh, supercross. Cali or Kentucky? Kentucky. 
In and Out Burger or Chipotle? Chipotle. Joey Savacci or Adam Cianciarillo? Ooh, Adam. Kevin Windham or Kato. Jeremy McGrath? Kato Balder. <laughs> I don't even, know who, well, I don't even need to know who the other guy is. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, how do you start your day? Ice cold monster or a cup of coffee? Monster, of course. Pasta or rice? Pasta. Chicken or beef? Chicken. Dogs or cats? Dogs, definitely. 250 or 450? 450. <laughs> 450. The halls you around a little better. And those are the pick your poison questions with none other than Tyler Bowers. Tyler, uh, it's been an amazing interview. Had a, great to hear from you. Uh, all of the uh, things you've got going on going forward into the 2015 Supercross season. You've got the eye of the tiger and your eye on the prize of having that championship in your hands by the end of the, uh, the nine-round series. Uh, anything else you'd like to touch on before we say goodnight for uh, for this interview? Oh, man, I'm just I'm just happy to have the interview and um, you know, shed some light on uh, the, the new plans for the new year and uh, look forward to getting to work. Absolutely. Well, we'll let you continue getting to work. Uh, we'll, we'll mark your progress as uh, we the, the days count down to Anaheim 1. Like I said, I really appreciate you taking some time this evening, my friend. Uh, you get to, uh, we'll let you get back to whatever the you're doing for the rest of the day. And uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing from you again. All right, right on, man. Thank you. Have a good one. So that was awesome. Yeah, that was a good one. Thank you for listening to the Big MX Podcast, brought to you by X-Brand Goggles. Be sure to check out our archive for episodes you may have missed. Check out our website at BigMXRadio.com for more content.